You know, I made an episode about water not too long ago, and I decided to remove it. I just didn't think I expressed my appreciation for it well enough. Yesterday, a collection of water droplets fell on my shoulder, and these are the collection of thoughts that came to me. Let's begin in California, where the waves of the Pacific match the coast of San Francisco. The forecast is 96 and sunny. The intensely hot beams of solar energy are bombarding the ocean, increasing the kinetic energy of the water molecules directly at the surface of the ocean. Something really interesting begins to happen here. The kinetic energy becomes intense enough that the water immediately located at the the air-water interface begins to change its form. From a liquid to a gas. The less dense water vapor rises and the process repeats over and over again. With patience, a cloud of water molecules now a mile above the shore of San Francisco forms, then immediately encounters a wind that blows northeast towards the state of Michigan. The cloud is now over a million pounds in weight, being pushed about 60 miles per hour. Just imagine a mass equivalent to 120 elephants moving as fast as a cheetah. Moving past the northern regions of Arizona and the southern region of Colorado, the cloud has gathered enough water, dust, and ice, changing its color from white to gray and dispersing its contents on the arid land below it. A few gallons of this water enters a crevice on a neighborhood street, moisturizing the soil and filling the roots of Mr. Jackson's tomato plant. An earthworm lubricates its outer covering as it breaks down the organic matter necessary for proper environmental growth. A blue jay partly digests that worm, portioning mouthfuls to its hatchlings. It leaves its droplets on a blacktop in the middle of a summer's day. The moisture from the droppings becomes part of a cloud similar to the one that we just mentioned before. The million-pound cloud moves towards the midwestern part of the country, heavy and ready to release its contents into Lake Huron. After adding to the largest freshwater supply in the world, corporations funnel that freshwater into a filtration system that removes 99.9% of its impurities. Millions of gallons of the filtered water is then distributed to governmentally regulated monopolies. Dasani. Aquafina, Ice Mountain, Smart Water, but I guess more like Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Semi-trucks are filled with cases of this water as they are taken to regional warehouses. An Alibazi from Sunoco calls a retailer to deliver an X amount of cases so that he can fill his shelves with product. Two days later, that order comes in. In a completely different mind state, in a completely different dimension, in a completely different universe in my own head. I just figured, I just finished a rigorous workout looking to quench my own thirst. I realized I need gas and I stop at a local Sunoco. I'm thrilled to see that a cold bottle of water sits on a shelf in a cooler waiting to satiate my desires.
For a dollar, I purchased a substance that has traveled around the world and back. Inside this bottle is 12 ounces of water that nourish the birds in our skies. The organisms below the surface in our soils. The trees that bear fruit for our enjoyment. The fish that offer its meat. The lion that just hunted for its pride. The child that just returned from school. And the desert dweller that bears patience and gratitude. Believe it or not, this is a rather simplified explanation for the journey that water takes to reach our mouths, to quench our thirst. Spirituality isn't about memorizing a book. It's about having understanding. We give thanks for this blessing in the name of God for this reason. Haven't you ever wondered where the water you're drinking has went? Create more and reflect more.